Demons Discuss, Take 70, The One with Pseudoscience. Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We're your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I'm Valerie, and with me is Angela and Jean. Hello. Hi. Hello. What are we talking about today, Jean? We are revisiting our personality episode and doing some Myers-Briggs testing with some more of our characters today to see where they come out on the 16 personality spectrum. Probably insane, but what else is new? Right. Because it's on the 10s. Yeah. 16 is a lot of personalities. And I get that. I don't know. This is kind of sibly to me. (laughs) There's like too many almost. I know. (laughs) 16 personalities, it feels kind of limiting to me, but there are variations on each of the personalities. Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. Once you watch, look at the broad spectrum, you're like, whoa, there's a lot of places you can slot yourself into. Yes. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. So true. Okay. So let's talk about Patreon. Yeah. Thank you, patrons, for supporting us. That's all I have to say about that. Not in a big fundraising thing right now. I'm not even focused on that. I just want to make sure everybody that supports us is entertained. So I've been throwing extra shit up on our Patreon feed. And uh, yeah, I find them funny. I don't know. What'd you think, Angela? I liked it. I liked it. I say it's always entertaining for me because I don't remember half of the things we talk about and what's on air and what's not. So it's interesting what you capture uh, versus what is we do offline. So I'm, I'm always entertained. I like it. It's little snippets of fun. Yeah. Little things I find funny that hopefully other people find funny or fun or interesting because it's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So, Jean, what would you say the advantages are of becoming a patron? You get first dibs on all the new swag that you're always developing. And a lot I know. <laughs> a lot of opportunities for stuff that is not offered elsewhere. You get an extra dose of us every other week, which is good, bad, or indifferent something. <laughs> if nothing else, we keep you company on your walks and give you a few laughs. I'd say rarely indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> rarely indifferent. <laughs> there you go. There's new swag. We need t-shirts that say rarely, rarely indifferent. indifferent. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> uh, and once w- when we're together again, perhaps we'll have a patron gathering. Whenever that might be. Yeah. Oh, I'm bitching. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys are interested, go to patreon.com slash demons discuss. And uh, we're going to skip discuss your emails because it's kind of a special episode. Yes. A very special demon episode. And <laughs> I would say this is special because our first personality episode, I think we all agree, is where we kind of just relaxed into this podcasting thing and yes. ran with whatever. It started <laughs> coming together. Can I tell you, though, I was did a little research this morning before we recorded to see what we had gone over. I just looked at your show notes for episode eight mm-hmm. and I'm like, that was episode eight. We did personality. I'm like the audacity of us to do I know. that. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know what we didn't know back then. That was like pretty bold looking back on it all. It's easy to be bold when you have two listeners, guys. Right, this, is true. True. this is true. It's, it's easy to be bold when you don't know any better. <laughs> 
And let us just say how many episodes later, 62 plus episodes later, we are still mm. that audacious and going to attempt it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're even doing some repeats. So this could be really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see the contrast between then and now on some characters. I know. The thing is, though, we have the last I uploaded, we have 101 files up in our archives right now. So (gasps) gasp, gay gasp. Yeah, yeah. And 100 ratings, too. We've been talking a lot, haven't we? (laughs) Yes, we have. Mm -hmm. All right. Where are we going to start with this? Where are we going to start? Let's just start by telling, divulging who we're covering. As the main topic. Okay, Angela, you start. Who did you do? I did Ransom and Fernando because those were on the Book of Life now, and those are the two of the people we find out more about. We didn't really know about Ransom before the Book of Life, but we only briefly heard of Fernando before the Book of Life. Right. For like one short sentence. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, who the fuck is that? Right. (laughs) Fernando. Okay. (laughs) Jean, who are you covering? I am revisiting Kit. Since a lot of waters passed under the bridge since the first time we did that all that years ago. And Susanna Norman, because you know how I love to hate Susanna. (laughs) (laughs) You called her the medieval Karen. (laughs) Yeah, she she is. She is the Elizabethan Karen. Tudor Karen. That sounds better. I did Vivian Harrison. Yay! I love Vivian. Because uh, she just seemed like a strong character. She was on everybody's side. She was making sure her coven was taken care of. And yet she opened her arms to Diana. And I thought that was great because in the first book, it just seemed like, oh, Diana didn't want anything to do with the coven. I thought maybe they were mean to her or Mm -hmm. (laughs) made fun of her. It's a great choice. I, I don't think... I don't think that was the case. I think Vivian would have been very accepting of her had she presented her powers or whatever. Yeah. The thing I like about Vivian is she's so modern and she's just practical. It's practical empathy without having that mentory teacher angle to her relationship with the coven that Goody has. I mean, Goody's such a iconic figure and and a lodestone for her coven. But then you've got Vivian's more of a lean in kind of Sheryl Sandberg kind of leader kind of leads from the front not behind yes yeah. yes mm-hmm. i can definitely see that and the second person i'm covering i think we covered it on the first one but i'm interested to see how he comes out again andrew hubbard yeah you know what we yeah. actually all took a repeat uh hubbard and kit and fernando we all did and now we're doing them again all right they're all revisits cool. Yeah. And then we have each one new. And then we're going to do one together like we did the last one. We've decided to do Miriam because we think she's going to be the subject of the next book. Mm -hmm. We all agree, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, unless it ends up being Janet Gowdy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) For some reason, that as I was thinking back, that whole excerpt at the witchy Michaels, yeah, mm-hmm. had me made me start thinking about well, what if it's about the Gowdies and Nikki Ben and Isabel and kind of on the Brightborn sort of path? Could be, yeah. I mean, why not? I've been thinking that for a while, right? Why not? I mean, that would be something. All right, so who wants to start? Gene, mm. you start with your maybe with Kit. Start oh, with Kit. Okay, yeah. hang on with Kit. Well, this time when I did Kit, he came out as a campaigner, which is different than our last time around. And what did he turn out as originally, Angela? 
debater. Right. And then we said it was pretty much two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and what's really interesting about it when I did him this time, the only thing that he was very down the middle on was thinking versus feeling, which is odd because I expected him to become beefed, you know, more than 51% feeling because he he reacted to how he felt as opposed to information he had. Hmm. But this time it's funny is because his his energy was 91% intuitive. And 83% extroverted because God knows he likes to be the center of attention. Right. Right. That makes sense. And that's where the campaigner comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And he was strong on prospecting rather than judging as far as his approach to decision making. Well, and look at his throughout Shadow of Night. He was campaigning to get, you know, with Widow Beaton in the village. He was stirring up things. There. I mean, he was stirring up things a lot of places. Not saying he was using his campaigning yeah. for the for good. No, right. no, no. And I think that's that's that overlay his his bipolar and his mental illness and and the fact that he was spiral he he kept spiraling i mean he he'd spiral and then kind of come out pull out of it and then spiral again and pull out of it i think he's like the dark side of campaigners yeah yeah, yeah. And his personality overall identity came up as turbulent. Yeah, that's understandable. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a given. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I try to be really fair. I mean, some of the questions on our survey that we used were really interesting because, you know, they asked about believing in ghosts and religion and how you felt about philosophy and this and that. And I'm like, God, this time around, I'm looking at these questions thinking these are really like keyed into kids' personality. Yeah. I can definitely see how when we took these tests individually for the characters, I can see how your opinion of the character could taint results. Yes. So that's probably the hardest part of doing this because you kind of have to remove yourself from your own feelings. Yeah. And just answer and the use question. The, and use yeah. the objective evidence. And, yeah. and that's what I tried to do more this time. And I think the plus part is having spent another two and a half, three years doing this. Yeah. We have more objective data mm-hmm. about True. some of these characters than we did the first time around. Mm-hmm. So that's where we... I find when I do this for characters, it's hard for me because sometimes I project myself. Oh, um, yeah. In that, like, let's say the question is, Kit is insensitive. And someone might be like, oh, yeah, God, he's just such a jerk. I'm like, no, he's not so bad. You know, so it's like I might yeah. answer different on the scale. He's, uh, to me, he's like the opposite of insensitive. I think he's like ultra sensitive. Right? Well, see, and there's another layer. That's how, that's how you're viewing the question, you know? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot going on. Very true. Okay, Angela, go with your first. Okay. So I did Ransom first and I did it through the lens of him being a Pisces. They don't, that's his birth sign. Uh, we don't know what his rebirth sign is because we don't know when he was reborn. Right. So I, the positive traits for Spices. <laughs> he is Spices, right? <laughs> Spices, I like that. Yeah. It's a spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Spices. Um, it's, the good things are creative, empathetic, generous, um, and good and bad can be pleasure seeking. Negative are overly emotional, impressionable, and closed off, meaning they spend a lot of effort hearing other people out or mm-hmm. being empathetic, yet they close themselves off because they feel like they're misunderstood or they, you know, they don't, people don't take the time to understand them as much as they, as much as Pisces tries to understand other people. So mm-hmm. kind of did that lens and he ended up, which I didn't completely agree with when the result came up, it's console. And that's extroverted, observant, feeling, and judgy. Judging. Um, judgy. <laughs> <laughs> judgy, yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess the the Pisces empathetic, I, 
he doesn't particularly, maybe, I don't know. It's hard to say. What do you guys think? Does he have like a hard exterior and maybe a reflective solo interior? I would agree with that. I would. Yeah. I, I think, and I think that bears out objectively in the makeup of the New Orleans family. Yeah. So let me just tell you some of the strengths and weaknesses. So strengths of the console are strong practical skills, mm-hmm. strong sense of duty, very mm-hmm. loyal, sensitive and warm, mm-hmm. good at connecting with others. I can see some of those, uh, I don't know about sensitive and warm, but maybe like that's once you crack through the layer of Teflon <laughs> underneath there yeah. could be, you know, I could see, I mean, I, I wouldn't consider myself sensitive and warm, but I would say to those that I care about, I am. Yeah. You know, like if you needed a friend, I would be by your side for sure. Absolutely. But I'm not the sensitive, I'm not the sensitive, warm, fuzzy type either. It's your own brand of sensitivity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you should counsel- have it patented. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Console weaknesses are worried about their social status, inflexible, reluctant to innovate or improvise, vulnerable to criticism, often too needy and too selfless. I don't know about the too selfless mm. part, but now the problem I had with that, though, is when I just look back on what we did prior, we also labeled for Fernando is console. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know how that fits, but I can tell you what Fernando came out this time for me Mm -hmm. was one letter difference of the same category between console and what he is now. And I'll just save the result for the next round. But okay. Well, I'm betting that some of the things we saw on Times Convert probably changed that letter. Yeah, Yeah. Could be. Could have flipped the switch a little bit. Okay, so I am going to cover Vivian Harrison, and she is, according to this, and according to my doing her test, a protagonist, an ENFJ slant A. So she's 75% extroverted, 51% intuitive, and she feels. And I was like, yeah, I guess I can see that because the way she pulled Diana aside and said, hey, you know, maybe want to include Sarah in doing some of your spells. She wants to feel included. So she felt that. I think the accountancy kept the other, kept the feeling to 51%. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 57% judging. So... I don't know where that came from, but came out. Well, she judges in a good way because she she had a pretty good handle on whether or not to like bring in the congregation. You know, as far as like she had very strong opinions about the congregation. Yeah. Who are some famous people that are protagonists? It would say that on the bottom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) while you look, let me just say because I forgot to add this for ransom. One of the famous councils is Bill Clinton, so I'm like, yeah, I guess I can see that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So let's see here. Barack Obama, Oprah Winfrey, Ben Affleck, John Cusack, and Malala Yousafzai. Zai? That's Harlow just read a book on I am Malala. Ah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I can see her as an Oprah type. I can yeah. see her as a Obama type a little bit. Ben Affleck, I don't know. I just can't get that tattoo out There's of my head. There's always like some strange... The, he's yeah. the, give me, he's yeah. the give me a break choice because they also have Maya Angelou in there. So they have Barack, Oprah, Oprah and Maya and then all of a sudden <laughs> here comes Ben Affleck. I don't yeah. know that I see that. <laughs> well, and with the campaigners that came up with Kit, I mean... They're pretty interesting. Robin Williams and Robert Downey Jr. Right. Tarantino. Oh, okay. I so, mean, if you think about it, yeah. There's, I mean, there's a ton of entertainers in here, but they all kind of have mental illness too. All right. So strengths and weaknesses. So protagonist strengths. They're very tolerant. 
They're true team players. I can see that. Reliable. The one thing that galls a protagonist most is the idea of letting down a person or a cause they believe in. Mm -hmm. If it's possible, protagonists can always be counted on to see it through. They're charismatic. I can see that. Altruistic. I can see that. Natural leaders. More than seeking authority themselves, protagonists often end up in leadership roles as a request of others. Yep. Okay. Well, can I just, I don't mean to skip Jean, but can I just fold in here then? Because this is what I got for Fernando this time. Okay. Protagonist. And just what you said, that they're often the request of others to be the leader. That would fit him too. But I think some of the strengths and weaknesses also. And instead of being observant for the console that we did last time, the thing that changes is intuitive. So he's extroverted, intuitive, feeling and judging instead of extroverted, observant, feeling and judging. That makes Hmm. sense. Okay. So let's see. Weaknesses. Overly idealistic. Well, yeah, because she was like, uh, let's give the coven a chance. And then they failed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, too selfless, too sensitive. I didn't see that coming. Fluctuating self-esteem. Protagonists define their self-esteem by whether they are able to live up to their ideals and sometimes ask for criticism more out of insecurity than out of confidence and struggle to make tough decisions. If caught between a rock and a hard hard place, protagonists can be stricken with paralysis, imagining all the consequences of their actions. I can see that. Mm -hmm. So there we go. I'm not going to get into romantic relationships. I assume theirs is fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who's next? Jean. Oh, okay. I I did Susanna Norman. All right. Karen. Karen Karen came out an ESTJ assertive, which is an executive. Hmm. They possess great fortitude and emphatically follow their own sensible judgment. Depending whether it was influenced or not. Yes. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Okay. The strengths and weaknesses are that they're dedicated, strong-willed, direct and honest. I don't know if I agree with loyal, patient and reliable. Enjoy creating order. I can see that. That that is definitely something I see in her and Mm -hmm. strong-willed, definitely, and dedicated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The weaknesses include inflexible and stubborn, uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with unconventional situations. I can see it. Judgmental. I can see that. Too focused on social status. Mm -hmm. That. Difficult Mm -hmm. to relax. I mean, it's sad, but she's definitely an executive, but more from her weaknesses than her strengths. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah. I mean, let's see. I'm curious. I want parenthood. That should be good. That's right, because she's got that Jeffrey to raise. Yeah, and flexibility can become a challenge as their children grow into the more naturally rebellious adolescent years. Oh, dear. Poor Jeffrey. Yeah. (laughs) They expect their children to adhere to the structures they've put in place to ensure that protection. Oh, male weaver, she's not going to buy into that. She's going to be in a shock. Executives enjoy creating secure, stable environments and considerate and affront to have those considerations rejected. Insubordination will not be tolerated. Yes. I definitely see that. Yeah. I wonder if somebody would um, see because Susanna, it's weird because a lot of times you'll read her and if she's in the coven, she's very helpful and this, that and the other thing. Yeah. But occasionally some fucked up shit will come out of her mouth and you're like, whoa, what? Right. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder how if people relate to Susanna at all, because, you know, sometimes I, I. can do the same. I expect things certain ways and blah, blah, blah. And fucked up shit comes out of my mouth. <laughs> you know. Yeah. She's a, she, not to make total light of it. But she's kind of the George Costanza of the Seinfeld group. Like, you know how they kind of keep him on the right track where he's like, 
she, he'll say something really fucked up and then he's like, well, I didn't know that that was wrong to say. That's wrong. Well, if someone had told me that's wrong, I would have yeah. said that, you know, but they keep him in check. So she's lucky she has the yeah. weapon. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And the, the executives you may know are, it's kind of a weird mixed bag. Violet Crowley from Downton Abbey. Rob Stark. Yeah. Claire Dunphy from Modern Family. Mm-hmm. The mom. Dwight Schrute from The Office. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Who turned out? A, a, the three of us is one of us turned. That was you, Angela, right? I was, yes, along with Baldwin and Isabeau. So when yeah. you said insubordination will not be tolerated, yeah. that was definitely Baldwin. <laughs> but I have to tell yeah. you, and I'll save it for later, I did it again, and you'll be surprised what I am. Oh, you came oh, out different. No, you, wow. won't be surprised. you probably won't be surprised what I am, I should say. But you okay. came out different? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That, that one letter difference. Uh-oh. Look out. Okay. So has there been like... Are we going to blame Jerry? <laughs> has there been development in your yourself since three years ago? Do you see it? As, well, we'll talk about it later. We'll Whatever. see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Whose go is it now for number two? Well, I did uh, Fernando, but I kind you. of lumped him into with uh, Vivian's. Uh-huh. Because he became the protagonist. And like I said, he had one letter difference from the console, which we, but I can still see console and I can see protagonist. But I think Gene and Philippe are also protagonist. Yeah, which is interesting because he, he and Philippe just don't get along. That's very. Right. Right. Clashing. Uh, telling. Pers- yeah. I mean, but they're, they're, they, I guess when you read the laundry list of strengths and weaknesses, they are, I, to me, they are both. Philippe is also charismatic and so is Fernando, but in different ways. I wouldn't say, mm-hmm. I mean, Philippe is tolerant and a lot of things went back in the ancient Greek days, but not tolerant as in, yeah, you don't follow my way. You know, it's my way or the highway also, you know, and right. And, yes. and Fernando's tolerant in a different way. They're both reliable. They're both, I guess, altruistic. They're both natural leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Firm, firm believers in people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they have this, you could give them the same traits, but in different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's one. I mean, is it objective to say he's too sensitive? Well, I could see that though. Did he come back? Did he come out as turbulent or assertive though on this particular one? Because sometimes that explains the difference. Uh, assertive. Hmm. Reference your too sensitive question. I can see that. Oh, uh, is he too sensitive? Is it is that something objective? Because it says while well, receptive to criticism, seeing it as a tool for leading a better team, it's easy for protagonists to take it a little too much to heart. And that's sometimes he, he's still dwelling on. I mean, I know that Hugh was his mate, but he's still dwelling. And I'm not saying he shouldn't be dwelling or. Yeah. But, and he know, got he, kind of snippy about it, too. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, I see it. Yeah, I see. And it's been hundreds of years later. Yeah. We're basically telling him, get over it. (laughs) And that's not what I'm saying. That's not. But but they do present those little snippy bits in there. Right. Right. You know, those little jabs like, well, Philippe didn't always see it that way. I'm I'm not a declaremont. I'm just a servant. You know, he got very jabby in Times Convert, too. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people. Those are things that hit him hard and Mm -hmm. they're still stinging him. So And, and he's still carrying some ideas in his head. Yeah, and, and I guess in real life, for a real life person, I would be like, "Why do you come around to subject yourself to this?" You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Why did you do this? Yeah, exactly. Where Gal Glass would be like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." Yeah, I gotta go. Exactly, gotta go. Where's my motorcycle? I'm gonna, you know, ride to Australia and just do my shit or whatever. Later, babies. Right? 
Yeah. So it's me. I need yeah. to do my second. That's you. All right. So Andrew Hubbard is an advocate at INFJ. We can agree he's introverted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can. We can agree he's. Uh, he comes out fifty six percent intuitive and forty four observant. Now, for me. I would lean towards the more observant than intuitive because he watches, Uh you know, he always needs those eyes on situations. The nature of this has him more feeling than thinking Hmm. when I've always assumed he was more thinking. But I could see the feeling if you were talking about the fact that he takes these people in, he gives them a mission, he takes care of them. So maybe there is feeling we're just not seeing it. And Mm -hmm. this thing picked up on it. 68% judging. What do you guys think about that versus prospecting? I think judging. I think that makes sense. And this one surprised me. 67% assertive. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. I can see that. I mean, he pushes up against Philippe every chance he gets. Yeah, that's true. And we did see a definite, uh, definitely more assertive Hubbard in the Book of Life. That's I'll, true. I'll always mm-hmm. be struck by that that passage where he tells Diana, you know, Jack went down every single day to the docks looking for you, and I took in, I took Jack in. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. So let me start reading about this. The Advocate. The advocate personality type is very rare, making up less than 1% of the population, but they nonetheless leave their mark on the world. Advocates have an inborn sense of idealism and morality. I can say that. Mm -hmm. Um, But what sets them apart is that they're not idle dreamers. These individuals are capable of taking concrete steps to realize their goals and make a lasting positive impact. So, yeah, I think we can agree on that. Mm -hmm. Let's go to strengths and weaknesses. Because I don't think we've had an advocate yet. What do we have? What was he before? Do you know? Campaigner. Campaigner. Mm -hmm. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) Advocate makes more sense. I think think so, too. Yeah. Okay. So they're insightful, seeing through dishonesty and disingenuous motives. Advocates step up past manipulation and sales tactics and into a more honest discussion. Uh, They're inspiring and convincing. Well, I imagine with a big flock like that. Speaking in human terms, not technical, advocates have a fluid, inspirational writing style that appeals to the inner idealist in their audience. Which bears out in Stephen's assessment of him. Yeah. The way Steve, the way Stephen reacted to him seems to prove that out. Stephen yeah. saw a different side of him than Diana through Matthew's lens. Right. Exactly. He went in there straight in and made his own assessment. Uh, decisive. Uh, advocates have insight, inspiration, and are able to have real impact on the world. This is because they're able to follow through on their ideas with conviction. And I just think that's religion, you know, mm-hmm. his morality just guiding him. Yeah. Um, determined and passionate. Okay. Altruistic. I definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Here are the weaknesses. Sensitive. When someone challenges or criticizes advocates, principles or values, they're likely to receive an alarmingly strong response. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Extremely private. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Perfectionists. Personalities are all but defined by their pursuit of ideals. While this is a wonderful quality in many ways, an ideal situation is not always possible. In politics and business and romance, advocates, uh, especially turbulent ones, too often drop or ignore healthy and productive situations and relationships. Well, he is single, girls. <laughs> <laughs> And they always need to have a cause. And the last one can burn out easily. So, hmm. okay, let's see. 
Let me go back and see who the famous advocates we know. Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, Mother Teresa, Marie Kondo. What? What? Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. She does have kind of a cult going on, so I suppose that makes sense. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Kind of culty. Also, Lady Gaga. You know, her monsters. Yeah. She's she's kind of culty there, too. Yeah. So, yeah, there's Father Hubbard. I agree. Yeah, I think so. I like it better than campaigner. Yes, I do, too. Yeah, it makes more sense. Yeah. All right. So time to tackle Miriam Miriam part two. (laughs) So let's take the test. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We're thinking of Miriam. Do you enjoy vibrant social events with lots of people? What do you guys think? Somewhat disagree. I don't. Yeah, I would disagree somewhat. The, The smallest disagree or the middle disagree? Middle. Middle. Okay. You often spend time exploring unrealistic yet intriguing ideas. I would say agree. Strongly agree. Yeah. Yeah. Your travel plans are more likely to look like a rough list of ideas than a detailed itinerary. Uh, I think I'd slightly disagree on that. I think I agree. I agree with you. That I yeah. slightly disagree. <laughs> yeah, I slightly disagree as well. Okay. You often think about what you should have said in a conversation long after it's taken place. Oh, no. I strongly disagree with yeah, that. Disagree. <laughs> yeah, me strongly. too. I think she's good with whatever comes out of her trap. Well, I think she thinks a lot about what comes out of her mouth before she says it. So there, <laughs> there is no Monday morning quarterbacking. If your friend is sad about something, your first instinct is to support them emotionally, not try to solve their problem. I disagree strongly. Totally, totally disagree. <laughs> Yeah. What do you think, Angela? I don't. I, yeah, I I strongly disagree because I don't. I don't really think she does either. No. It's like here's your problem. Let me hold the mirror up to your face and tell you how it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can either fix it or no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a strong disagree. People can rarely upset you. Hmm. Oh, that's a hard one because I mean, with her, it's like she never shows that she's upset. I okay. Matthew probably frustrates her. I don't know that she's upset. Is that different? The only time I can think of her being really upset was when Benjamin popped up. Yeah, true. Shaken. Yeah, true shaken. Yeah, because even in Times Convert, she never really got upset. So people can rarely. Um, I mean, that one time with Benjamin, we can say that's a rare occasion, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. strongly disagree. Okay. Yeah, and even with Phoebe. You know, yeah, she was. She kind of just was like, "Here's the punishment." You yeah. know, you she did the action. Matter- here are the consequences. Yeah, she mm-hmm. was very matter of fact. You often rely on other people to be the ones to start a conversation and keep it going. Mm. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm neutral with that. Yeah, I was going to say if she does it at all, it's just tactic. Yeah. Okay. If you have to temporarily put your plans on hold, you make sure it's your top priority to get back on track as soon as possible. I would I'd agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Strong agree, right? But yes. Especially since Matthew's always derailing her plans. <laughs> <laughs> and all she wants to do is get results in the lab. Leave That's me right. alone. Stop with your nonsense. <laughs> you rarely worry if you made a good impression on someone you met. I'd say strongly, strongly agree. agree. Strongly agree. It would be a challenge for you to spend the whole weekend all by yourself without feeling bored. Strongly um, disagree. Disagree. Strong. Yeah, disagree. I think she can entertain herself mm-hmm. just fine. Mm-hmm. You are more of a detail-oriented than a big-picture person. I agree. I agree. Strongly. You are very affectionate with the people you care about. Define affection. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm loyal, neutral, steadfast, neutral. supporting. i neutral on that. Not affectionate. Yeah. Neutral. Right? We yeah. agree? 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Does does neutral mess up any results? Do we have to no, put it on one side of it or no, not? Or we no, can't leave it neutral? You, yeah, it, gives it you comes neutral. out no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You have a careful and methodical approach to life. Agree. I would strongly yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Strong agree. Okay. You are still bothered by the mistakes you made a long time ago. I would I agree know, she, with that too. She's a hard nut to crack on that though. I don't strongly agree, but. Well, I'm just thinking about the way she was. She holds all that stuff about what happened with her children close to her vest too. I mean, she's extremely private and I think. I think part of that indicates that she's still. You want to go a middle agree on that one? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. At parties and similar events, you can be mostly found farther away from the action. I would middle agree on that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think she's more an observer than a participant. Yeah. Yeah. The only way she'd be participant is if that was a job that Matthew gave her. Yeah. Yeah. You often find it difficult to relate to people who let their emotions guide them. I say agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jean laughs. <laughs> By the way, I was strongly agree as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. It was like. <laughs> so, Jean, that's a yes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, do you have to ask? <laughs> right. <laughs> when looking for a movie to watch, you can spend ages browsing the catalog. I disagree. I disagree, too. I don't know if it's strongly because I'm very surprised that she likes film noir and I could see her going through the catalog with who uh, in the Bishop house with somebody. But if I, I don't know, not that I don't think she not strongly she, disagree. I'd be kind of disagree. Yeah. Like a small wish, disagree. Like a wishy, wish, wishy washy disagree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Close to neutral disagree. Yeah. She, she's going to go through it far enough that it's not like she's going to go through the whole thing and make a decision. She's going to go through find you know, first time she hits something that interests her, she's done. Yeah. Well, and I do think that she will maybe let, for instance, like an Emily or somebody look through the catalog, and she already knows what she's going to pick anyways. No matter what right. I choose, <laughs> I don't see her clicking through channels. Yeah, no. frankly, no, 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 that's a waste no. of time. Yes, you can stay calm under a lot of pressure. I uh, agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when a group of people you do not know, you have no problem jumping right into their conversation. I agree. Yeah. yeah, especially if she's going to drop a truth bomb. Strong agree. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you sleep, your dreams tend to be bizarre and fantastical. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I mean, with Kit, with Kit, we could say I, I was able to say strongly agree because yeah. in a way they weren't. <laughs> I want to go neutral with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Neutral. Yeah. Because it could be some, you know, her science brain working something out, but turn into that fantastical yeah. right. solution. And I don't think she'd share it with us anyway. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> In your opinion, it's sometimes okay to step on others to get ahead on life. She could step on others all day long, but I don't know if she'd do it. She doesn't strike me as somebody who would do it for personal gain. Right. So disagree. Yes. Middle disagree or strong. Middle? Yeah. 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 She's she's almost, that's why I have a problem with doing some of the vampires because, for instance, Miriam's almost 2,000 years old. And it's like she mm-hmm. had to have done that at some point, but like you said, not for her own personal. It wouldn't be her choice yeah. to do that, right? It might be her choice to push forward an objective, but it wouldn't be the objective wouldn't be her personal gain. And I that's where that question I think is going more towards is you know are you going to be self serving? Yeah, right. And I don't think I, she's a really ever self serving, which is probably why her plan runs into some of the problems that they ran into, right? Yeah. You are dedicated and focused on your goals and rarely get sidetracked. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Unless sidetracked is named Matthew Claremont. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Diane in the, in the Bodleian. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's only somebody else doing the sidetracking. If you made a mistake, you tend to start doubting yourself, your abilities, or your knowledge. Uh, no, I don't. She doesn't strike I don't me that see way. That, no. Yeah. She strikes me as, well, okay, would, move on. I would, okay, why I'm, I'm like hesitating is with the whole siring Phoebe. Uh huh. I, I think when it comes to her ability to be a parent in some respects, she has self doubt because of what right. we find out about her past and all the disasters. That's yeah. the only reason I, I just don't have a, a strong reaction to that because it's like, mm, I think there might be more to it. And she's okay. still waters run deep, which was why she's kind of hard on this. It's yeah. Hard to yeah. do for this. So do you want to go neutral? Sure. Sure. When at a social event, you rarely try to introduce yourself to new people and mostly talk to the ones you already know. I would strongly agree with that. Yeah. She doesn't have, yeah. to, she doesn't have time for social niceties. And You usually lose interest in a discussion when it gets philosophical. I doubt it. I totally doubt that. Yeah. Strong agree. Or in strong disagree, right? Yeah. Strong disagree. You would never let yourself cry in front of others. Strongly, strongly agree. agree. Right. <laughs> That's another one. It's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Is there an issue there? <laughs> you feel more drawn to places with a bustling and busy atmosphere than to more quiet and intimate ones. I disagree. Disagree. Yeah. Strong. Uh, middle. Middle. I, th- I think she really doesn't care either way. Mm. That moves me to a slight. Yeah. Slight disagree. How's that? Because part of the way her personality presents is like she can just close herself off wherever she's at she's just like yeah whatever i'll just i'm just gonna ignore you people yeah yeah you like discussing different views and theories on what the world could look like in the future i agree not I agree. strongly yeah yeah i agree kind of a middle agree. middle mm-hmm. middle when it comes to making life-changing choices you mostly listen to your heart that rather than your head oh i disagree with i i middle disagree that yeah i tend to agree with you gene mm-hmm. She's not a heart person. She's a practical no. person. Her heart gets her in trouble a lot. I think in over the 2,000 years, she's figured out. I really she's learned it. <laughs> when I do listen to it, I get myself in a big frat trouble, so yeah. probably shouldn't. You cannot imagine, your, uh, imagine yourself dedicating your life to the study of something that you cannot see, touch, or experience. <laughs> mm. Strongly disagree? Disagree, I yeah. would say. Because you can't see DNA. Yeah. Well, and especially as long as she lives, she's had to do that her whole vampire yeah. life. Oh, yeah. yeah. The the fact that she can she can do that as well as she can is why she's so good at what she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You usually prefer to get your revenge rather than forgive. I'd agree. I'd agree. Yeah. Strongly? Middle. Because she middle. hasn't gotten middle. revenge on Matthew, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I say middle. You often make decisions on a whim. I disagree. 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 Strong? I yeah. would be strong. Yeah. It's whim. No, she's not a whim. She's, she's not, not a whim whimsical kind of like that. Nope. No. The time you spend by yourself often ends up being more interesting and satisfying than any time you spend with other people. I agree. I, I agree. agree. Strong. Mm-hmm. You often put special effort into interpreting the real meaning or the message of a song or a movie. Hmm. Yes, and I'm going to say yes because of 
something in a discovery of witches. Oh, with the birthday. Yes, that with whole the birthday. Passage. I was going to say, I strongly agree, but I don't think she spends a lot of time. I think she just knows. I think she just gets it. Yeah. yeah. She put, she puts stuff together quickly. Yes. Yes. Maybe not a special effort, maybe just effort. But regardless, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Strong agree. Yes. Yes. Strong agree. You always know exactly what you want. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think so, but she's told a lot of times what she wants. Yeah. But or what she has to do rather, not what she wants. Does she know it? I think she knows. Yeah. 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 I don't think she does anything she doesn't want. So, yeah, I think she's pretty strong. Or you want to go middle? Middle. Just because there's a doubt. Yeah, yeah, I'd say middle. Okay. You rarely think back on the choices you made and wonder what you could have done differently. I agree. I agree. Not strong, though. Not strong. No. Middle or closer to neutral? Middle. When in a public place, you usually, usually stick to quieter, less crowded areas. I could see that. Yeah. I can see that too. Maybe not the strongest agree, just the middle agree. Yeah. yeah. You tend to focus on present realities rather than future possibilities. Uh, yes. I, I, I agree. From the scientific standpoint, I don't. Well, I think she's not a daydreamer. Yeah. No, not in that sense. Yeah. That's why I think I, she very much lives in the moment. Like we got to deal with this right here today. Yeah. What's happening right. now. But just right. from the scientific standpoint, I She's a long range planner. Yeah. Yeah. But But even like results, like, you know, analyzing junk DNA or, you know, trying to um, do her experiments to to see if it comes out with a certain outcome. I don't know. Right. Okay. Let's go middle agree with that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. You often have a hard time understanding other people's feelings. I totally agree. Yes. When starting to work on a project, you prefer to make as many decisions up front as possible. It's a hard one with her. Yeah, because she doesn't strike me as someone who's going to make a decision without enough data. Yeah. Right. Let's go middle disagree with that. Okay. When you know someone thinks highly of you, you also wonder how long it will be until they become disappointed in you. I doubt that even crosses her mind. No, same here. I doubt it. Yeah. Strong disagree. You feel comfortable just walking up to someone you find interesting and striking a conversation. I would agree. Yes. I would agree. I would agree. Strongly or middle? Strongly. Okay. Mm-hmm. You often drift away into daydreaming about various ideas or scenarios. Strongly disagree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You look after yourself first and others come second. I disagree. I disagree. She's been babysitting Matthew for 500 years. Yeah. So that makes it and a strong And that's the only disagree. person she or, kind, of, kind of puts first only because yeah. of her promise. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's almost 900 years. <laughs> yeah. Strongly disagree because, you yeah. know. Even when you have planned a particular daily routine, you usually just end up doing what, what you feel like at any given moment. I doubt it. I think I she's more disciplined. Too. Yes. Yeah. I disagree. Your mood can change very quickly. No. No. Someone's worked her to that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So dis- disagree or strong disagree? Middle? Disagree. Just dis- Yeah. Middle. 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 Okay. You often contemplate the reason for human existence or the meaning of life. See, that's a loaded question in this yeah. world. Her whole mission is to yes. right, study life. Not so. from a philosophical like yeah. Matthew, but from a scientific. Not yeah. from a la-di-da kind of, oh, yeah. I'm going to sit here and think about the meaning of life instead of doing my dishes. Yeah, no. <laughs> She's, yeah. That's her, but her life mission is figuring out yeah. 
the whole thing. So, uh, agree. Okay. I'm going to go middle agree because I don't think it means what they think it means. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You often talk about your own feelings and emotion. Disagree. (laughs) Fuck no. (laughs) Not just no, but fuck no. No. (laughs) Feelings, who has those? (laughs) (laughs) You've got detailed education and career development plans stretching several years into the future. Well, yeah, she's a vampire. She's got Mm -hmm. lots of time. Yeah. And I mean, if you could say education slash research. Yeah. I'm sure she has decades planned out. And she's going to have to keep up with the science because science is always changing. So, mm-hmm. And she's got how many hundreds of years ahead of her? She's still young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you rarely dwell on your regrets. I agree. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we know either way. But I don't think she's got time to do it. Uh, I think she's buried herself in her work so she can't do it. Right. Yeah. Right. So... Yeah, you're right. We don't, know, we don't really know one way or the other. But I agree. I, I would go with Bale's assessment for now, based yeah. on what we do know. Even if she wanted to, she couldn't. Yeah, she's made it. <laughs> yeah. She's made it so she couldn't. Yeah. Spending time in a dynamic atmosphere with lots of people around quickly makes you feel drained and in need of a getaway. I agree. Yeah, I agree. She's she is more of an introvert. These yeah. are a lot of my re- replies as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say middle agree, yeah? Okay. <laughs> Mine was strongly agree. <laughs> you see yourself as more of a realist than a visionary. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. That's strong. You find it easy to empathize with a person who's gone through something you never have. Uh, I'm, neutral I'm neutral on that one. Neutral. Yeah. I think she's stunted there. Yeah. But I don't think she's not capable. Yeah, you know? she doesn't lack empathy. She just doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Use it. She's working on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's... Yeah. Maybe parenthood will teach her something. I don't know. Well, she has been a parent, so I don't... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe well, this time younger, around. Yeah, and younger children, you can be a different parent, too. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Your personal work style is closer to spontaneous bursts of energy than organized and consistent efforts. Strongly disagree. Yeah, strongly yeah, disagree. That's a strong. Okay, next. Your emotions control you more than you control them. Disagree. Disagree. Mm-hmm. That's a strong one. Yeah. Well, I would say just disagree because her emotion, her emotions are what is keeping her from strangling Matthew for the last 900 years. Yeah. Oh, she did lose her temper at the table when uh, Diana warned her to be careful. And then she went into that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Middle disagree. All right. After a long and exhausting week, a fun party is just what you need. Disagree. Disagree. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If there's anything we've learned through this pandemic, I think the answer for everyone is disagree. Disagree. Right. (laughs) I was going to say, even if you think you need that, we've proven you don't. You don't. It's not necessary. You frequently find yourself wondering how technological advancement could change everyday life. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. Strong, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, strong. You always consider how your actions might affect other people before doing something. Mm, Neutral. Uh, It depends on the situation. slightly, Slightly agree. Okay. Because it's part of her planning process. It's not just how it affects her. It's like what consequences are going to flow through whatever. Let's go with that then. You still honor the commitments you have made, even though you have a change of heart. I agree. I agree. 
Strong or middle? Strong. Uh, strong. You rarely feel insecure. I agree. I, I agree. agree. Okay. She is an architect. Huh. The INTJ. All right. Is she assertive or turbulent? Assertive. Ah, that makes sense. She's 71% introverted, 56% intuitive, 68% thinking, 86% judging. I think we can agree on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what's... Uh, identity, 85% assert- assertive. Yeah. yeah, that's makes sense. Yeah. It can be lonely at the top. Being one of the rarest personality types and being among the most capable people, architects know this all too well. I love that. That makes so much sense. Yes. It does. They make up just 2% of the population and women with this personality type are especially rare, forming only 0.8%. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. That it can so be difficult. Well, she had her, she's uh-huh. her own clan head, right? Yeah. Right. So that makes her rare too. It can be difficult for architects to find people that can keep up with their nonstop analysis of things. Yep. People with this personality type are imaginative, yet decisive, ambitious, ambitious, (laughs) ambitious, 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 (laughs) they're ambitious, yet like their privacy, curious about everything, but they remain focused. True. We did good. Yeah. I think we did good for this one. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's see. Uh, Michelle Obama, Elon Musk. Christopher Nolan, Steve Jobs, okay. Vladimir Putin. Wow. How did he get in there? <laughs> exactly. Did, did he, he, he paid somebody else to take his test. Right. <laughs> that is just weird. Colin Powell. Okay. Okay. I could see <laughs> the, the Steve Jobs one makes it seals the deal. <laughs> yeah. That kind of makes sense because he's prickly. He was prickly like she is. And yeah. Uh, that list is like, Three truths and a lie. <laughs> God, it is. Choose the lie. Which one's a lie? <laughs> All right. Strengths and weaknesses. All right. Let's see here. Strengths. Quick, imaginative, and strategic mind. I agree. Mm-hmm. High self-confidence. I agree. Independent and decisive. Mm-hmm. Hardworking and determined. Mm-hmm. Open-minded. Yes. Jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would agree because, I mean, look how she came in and took over the lab. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Weaknesses. Arrogant. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if I call her arrogant. She's just prickly. It's probably in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Yeah. Architect personalities can carry their confidence too far. Do you know what? I would think Matthew would agree with that. Well, Matthew's her arrogant arrogance. too. Matthew yeah. doesn't like her arrogance because it competes with his arrogance. <laughs> Right. And this is from the world of all souls. As an intellectual badass herself, Miriam does not suffer fools lightly. And she's happy to let everyone know in advance. That's in the fashion section about her T-shirts that she wears. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're kind of like warning labels. Yeah. Judgmental. (laughs) Judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree. Mm -hmm. Overly analytical. I wouldn't say overly. Yeah. No. I wouldn't either. Loathe. They loathe highly structured environments. Mm, I don't, I don't know, know if that's with that. I don't necessarily agree with that. No, as long as she's the one creating the structure, let's. Th- th- I think that's the caveat. Yeah, she likes structure as long as she's the one who built it. She's not going to necessarily be thrilled with someone else's. True. 
Right. Yes. Also says clueless and romance. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. Let's look into her future romantic relationships. I'm going to go there with her. Fuck it. Yeah. In romance, people with the architect personality type approach things the way they do most situations. They create a well-designed plan with precise expectations and the right end goal. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. In a purely rational world, this would be foolproof. However, it ignores important factors that architects are likely to easily dismiss, such as human nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Direct and honest over social social rights. Uh, Their sentiment, tradition, and emotion over are architects' weaknesses. And social gestures that seem not to have clear purpose are often viewed by architects as silly and even insulting. Oh, dear. You've been insulting. Mm. <laughs> I could see that. As they mature, architects often come to see the romantic rituals as important. But until they do, it can be risky, especially for turbulent architects. Okay. Okay. Uh, the positive side of architects giving up is that they are most attractive when they aren't trying to be attractive. I can see that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I love that. I just love the way that sounds. Yeah. Most attractive when they're not trying to be attractive. Uh, it's like, I, could you see Miriam watching a YouTube video try to zhuzh up her face? Oh, right. Oh, oh my God. Oh, she'd, throw, she'd throw the tablet before she's done. Yeah. Yeah. It would make her more attractive. It'd be a mess. <laughs> Truth and morality architects value depth and intelligence being, uh, bringing stability and insight into the romantic relationships. They prize honest communication. I could see that. And everything in a relationship is open to discussion and change, but this must be returned by their partners. I can see that too. Mm-hmm. So there you go. We even explore the romance portion yeah. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Wow. I think Miriam turned out pretty well. Yes. I th- yeah. I, th- I, think so. I think when we originally did it with Marcus before Times Convert, I think we did a great job there, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'd have to retake it eventually with yes. him, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So that ends that. And you know what? I didn't give us a sponsor for that discussion portion. Oops. So... Thank you, Leah Tedro. Thank you. Well, let me quick tell you what my personality type turned out to be. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. It's not exciting at all. It's I was the executive last time, which was three years ago. Mm -hmm. And that turned into logistician because executive is ESTJ and logistician is ISTJ. And I would agree with that. Same, same personality type as introvert. And I think I know that I've gotten more introverted. Not that I'm uncomfortable um, in crowds. In, is, it, at is it having a teenage child who's just made you over it? <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. So some of the we strengths can blame are, all that, all that volunteer PTA volunteering. I, that's, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. You know, when uh, Facebook came about, you know, I think I got in 2008, I would say probably up to 2016 was really the peak, like between 2012 yeah. and 2016 maybe was the my heyday and I love to be on it and I love to do everything. And now, yeah, you're right. I'm over it. And it is all the volunteering and it is all, yeah. all, the, <laughs> all the blood, sweat and tears that I've had to put into uh, this whole grade school yeah. uh, experience. You've graduated from grammar school and now you're now you're a logistician that's very interesting how we evolve as we go on with our life you know because yeah it was quite a while ago when, yeah. was it 2016 when we did that uh-huh. yeah. um 
I'd be interested. I, I know I'm still introverted. I know I'm still, you know, most of those things, but something might change slightly yeah. in my growth, I guess. So yeah. you never know. And you're not locked into this. No, no, I don't think. No, not at no. all. And it's funny because I even, I, I, not proud of the weaknesses, but I embrace them. And I never thought I was a stubborn person, but as Harlow is able to articulate herself more on an adult level, she said to me most recently, she's like, someone said something about stubborn. She looked at me and pointed at me. I'm like, me? Stubborn? What? And I'm like, you know what? This says I'm stubborn too. And I'm like, you know what? I think I, I must be stubborn because that's part of, I think I've become that even, way because of parenting. I, you yeah. and my self-absorbed teenager noticed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I think that comes from the parenting branch yes, of me, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Parenting is a journey. And I just have to remark on this. The insensitive, of course, is, is my weakness. <laughs> but it says, while not intentionally harsh, logisticians often hurt more sensitive types feelings by the simple mantra that honesty is the best policy. Policy. Logistician right. personalities may take emotions into consideration, but really only go so far as determined the most effective way to say what needs to be said. <laughs> I yeah. can see that. I see tra traits of that in myself, too, where it's like sometimes I just look at something and I'm like, and the answer is simple. And forget how you feel. Uh, what do we need to do about this? You know, it's like yes. you can feel about this all you want, but we need to fix it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I, I'm interested. I, I might mm -hmm. do this, you know, offline and yeah. see. I might, you know, for the after show, I might go through mine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Depends how I'm feeling. I don't know. Yeah, we'll that's see. right. Mm. It could be a, a patio exercise for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Just sit on the deck and drink gin and tonics and do it. Ooh, that sounds tasty. <laughs> that may sway your answer. So maybe yeah. you should do pre and post gin and tonic. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm understanding. Oh, right. no, maybe not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, so let's go into housekeeping. And this week's uh, housekeeping is brought to us by Carol Woodward. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. Housekeeping. All right. Who's got something for housekeeping? I have one from Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Hello. Hello. Dear Angela, Jean, and Valerie, I have to confess I am already beginning to struggle with Book of Life, mainly because of the later chapters, which hang over, uh, hang like a ghostly guillotine over my reading enjoyment. Oh, dear. Also, I get confused with the TV series. I had forgotten that we had not really been introduced to the congregation until this book. Certainly, yep. after Baldwin's rude awakening, I was beginning to feel some sympathy for Diana. We haven't gotten to the bitch-slapping bits yet. <laughs> As in-laws go, this lot makes the Corleone family look like the Waltons. My question True. is, who's Fredo? <laughs> More on that later. Uh, As for Matthew not explaining beforehand, can you blame him? She would have run screaming for the hills, as is her want. I mean, taking on her destiny in the shape of drop-dead gorgeous Matthew de Clermont is one thing. His family of insane, strutting, self-absorbed vampires is another entirely. Hmm. And son, I loved it when Diana blew Matthew across the room and pinned him to the wall after their stand-up dalliance. Please let that scene be in the movie series, or TV hmm. series. But when hot, she tried hot, the same hot. trick on Varen, the timing felt wrong. Vampires hmm. can move pretty quickly, and it didn't seem possible that Diana could have reacted so quickly. 
But she saved her man in what was the first salvo of the emasculation of the de Claremont men, as Jean referred to so succinctly. Right. <laughs> it will be interesting to see how the TV writers handle this particular thorny issue. Have you, As you have discussed many times, TV Matthew is not the hot mess of the books. At least the symptoms are damped down, giving us a romantic hero internalizing his struggles rather than flying off the piste all the time. Mm. Across the pond here, we have the most bumbling, incoherent, and useless leader in Europe. So despite him wanting, wanting everyone to commit self-harm by lifting lockdown or not, or letting us make up our own minds or devolving him of any responsibility for our actions, I will be staying in splendid isolation. So mm-hmm. thank you from the bottom of my heart for your podcast. Anyways, thanks for listening. As ever, please feel free to dispute, disseminate, or ditch. Keep safe. Olivia. Thank you, thank Olivia. You, thank you. I do have a disagreement with you. I will dispute you on this point. In one point of a discovery of witches... It was stated that vampires are fast, but magic is faster. True. That is true. Yeah, Diana did do that to Varen, and you think Varen could counter it, but magic is faster, and that was already established. I get that, though. I was disappointed. I mean, and knowing that magic is faster, I was still disappointed that she was able to do that to Baldwin as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When all those roots or sprouts went around him. Although when she did it to all of them, it was all the guys. It was kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. I would say having her in the family would be a great training regiment to work on their speed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? (laughs) Okay, you guys are out of shape. You need to (laughs) get with it. Now, here's my question. Who do you think is Fredo? The important thing. Uh, On Philippe's side? Or any side. To Claremont in general. Doesn't even have to be a man. I have no opinion. You have no opinion? Nope. Nope. Angela? I don't know, because I only see Fredo from a complete betrayal standpoint. So that's yeah. only Benjamin for me. But he's also a, a dummy that kind of gets tricked into betraying as well. Yeah, it's like, I don't yeah. Who's, really like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like, that's my whole thing. It's like, who's the, the closest thing we've got to a bumbler is Matthew, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> so He is the black sheep, right? Yeah, right, but he's never... This, where the, the analogy falls apart. It's like, well, if we've got to have a Fredo, it's going to have to be Matthew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's know. a shitty Fredo, so... He's even shitty at being Fredo, that's true. Right. <laughs> but he's the closest thing we've got to one. You gotta well, that. It's only fitting that Matthew and his son are the potential Fredos. <laughs> <laughs> so true, so true. Thank you okay. for this ditch, Olivia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so here's someone we've not heard from before. So this is from Jane. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. Yay. Uh, she says, hello, demons. I just want to say a big thank you for keeping me sane during lockdown. I'm a member of the box office management team at the Royal Albert Hall here in London, and we're busy refunding all the bookings made for canceled shows. Listening to your lovely podcast makes a sad task more bearable. And there's always something to make me snort with laughter. And it's not pretty. (laughs) 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 I'm really glad you're now on the Book of Life as it heralds the return of my favorite Baldwin. Yes, we love you. I'm most definitely on the Baldwin bus. I can't wait to discuss how he tries to control the shitstorm that's taking place around him with no success at all, but comes through for Diana and Matthew in the end. He's a good guy, really. Sending love to you. Stay safe and keep discussing, Jane. Thank Thank you, you, Jane. Jane. That is wild to think that we, our voices, are in her ears while she's in the box office in London. Yeah, (laughs) it's Royal Albert Hall. It's so exciting. (laughs) We've made Royal Albert Hall. 
Oh my God. I know. We're performing there. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to an audience of Jane. Yes. yes. Still. It, it's tell me the part that's not true, though. Yes. <laughs> it's, all true. it's all true. It's all true. It's all true. <laughs> Angela, lighten my day. What's going on? Hey, girls. We got a five star review. Yay! Yay! It comes from Becky Siegel from this great United States of America, and she titles it Sanity During Quarantine. This is a great podcast if you love All Souls World. This podcast has been getting me through all my long walks while staying physically distant. They are witty, funny, and have great insight into the books. Becky. Thank Thank you, you, Becky. Becky. Thank you. And if we make people cackle wildly, it helps other people keep their social distance from them (laughs) as they're cackling. Right. It keeps your lungs clear as well. It's It's our public service for this week. It's important to have healthy lungs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now we're going on to save for the show. And, um, whoa. You guys. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Are you okay? Everything good? Yeah, no. I... I turned because I heard the door open above me and no one's there, but I Jerry. hit my mic and it went, yeah, I hit my mic and it flopped over to the side. Oh. Jerry's it like, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to say hello, Jerry. <laughs> hi, Jerry. We forgot to say hi to him. I know. Anyway. Yeah, we We're did. sorry, Jerry. Uh, okay, so now on to Save It for the Show. This week's Save It for the Show is brought to us by our journeyman demon, Zoe Gibson. Thank you, Zoe. Yay. Save It for the Show. Save It for the Show. Guys, Save oh. It for the Show. So the title is, what's going on with a TV show? Go. Ugh. I don't know. Let's, first by, let's start by saying that we don't know for sure. We're going to speculate and we're, <laughs> give yeah. our opinions. Yeah, we don't know. Yes. We have no idea. <laughs> we're venting. This is what we're doing. We're venting. We're let's... venting, speculating, and wondering out loud. And, and wishing. And wishing hoping. and hoping maybe someone's listening to this and can give us further yes. information. Have some pity on us. Pity. Yes. Yes, we'll take pity. pity. We'll take pity at this time. Yes. Okay, Jean, leave this discussion here, please. Well, when we were last with our intrepid crew, Mm -hmm. they had wrapped up primary filming and everyone had dispersed about a month or so before we all ended up sitting at home. Mm. That being said, with post-production, I have gotten the impression from the bits and bobs on social media, which hasn't been a ton, to be honest. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do what they can remotely, but based on unrelated people who are actually in the industry have communicated to us, there's not a hell of a whole lot you can do on work from home when it's a production of this size and this complexity. Mm-hmm. They're doing what they can, but I don't think it's a lot. It's not a YouTube video. No. <laughs> They're trying to edit. <laughs> no, it's not like editing a podcast episode by any no. stretch of the imagination. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, there's special effects. I'm speculating yeah. and maybe some of the special effects have them hung up because a lot of the 3D rendering equipment, which includes, you know, computer equipment, lots of heavy duty programs that you can't work over the cloud from. No. And, and just the data files are so huge. You can't really handle them efficiently over the cloud unless you've got like very specialized connections and everything else. And since everybody's working from home, I'm thinking that's a big fat no. Yeah. <laughs> 4G no. ain't going to cut it. 
Right. No, you're and you're not going to have an individual, you know, special yeah. effects master go out and go to Best Buy and say, "Yeah, I need this." Yeah, <laughs> that'll be a million like five. You say, Thank hey, you. <laughs> hook up a T one line to my apartment. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I need five screens, three D men- rendering, yeah. and uh, yeah. <laughs> no. So where does that leave us? I, I don't think I honestly don't think it's coming in the fall. No, no. I, I, mm, I'm i thinking no. And I'm also thinking that Bad Wolf's attention seems to be directed in other directions on other productions. Right. Because it seems the bulk of the social media we have been getting has been involving his dark materials. Mm-hmm. Yes. I haven't heard much of anything. And I do realize there's probably a lot of overlap between at least marketing and and whatnot, but it seems like that has all of Bad Wolf's attention right now. Yeah. For whatever that's worth. For, well, maybe for the simple fact that that's all completed and in the can and ready to go versus... Uh, They're talking about starting up work on Series 3, though. Oh, okay. So that was the most recent thing I saw, and Jane Tranner was like, she did a a live Twitter event all about it. And she's, they're giving it a lot of backing. Let's put it that way. As Mm -hmm. far as like publicity and whatnot and uh, have been all along, which in one respect, it's not surprising, but in another considering its performance, it's kind of like, really? Yeah. Cause it, it did, it has not done as well as discovery, which is based on some of the uh, stuff I've read in variety and overnight numbers and whatnot. And after their first episode, they dropped off half their audience. So, so by the time this comes out, we might be further along in Book of Life than we thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows at this point? Yeah. So personally, I'm in no rush to get it as long as I can get it done properly. Yes. I'd rather yeah. them to do it right. Yes, but I wish they would like have pity on know. us and tell us what's going on. Or gosh, even leak some leak some pictures or something. That right. That. Yeah. Right. And, and maybe have a more unified message we can have confidence in because Teresa dropping hints in between her commercials for her nutrition shakes is not not sufficient. Sufficient and certainly not yeah. something I'm willing to right. stake on being accurate yeah. or anything more than wishful thinking. Yeah, I agree. And I don't also don't want to listen to shake commercials, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh, I I'm totally fine. I mean, mm-hmm. if if they need to delay it, just make sure it comes out well. Don't come out with it. like okay. And I'm going to compare it to this, and I know mm-hmm. it. I shouldn't compare it to this, but my guilty pleasure is watching The Voice, uh-huh. and I love that show. But this year. When they had to go to the lives, everybody's singing from their living room. And it's not the same. It is not the same. I get it. You're giving me something to watch. But it's crappy. But it's it's crap. And we're in a crappy situation. And I totally understand. However, don't even like my plea to the universe is don't even attempt to release it unless it's ready. Right. The way if it takes two years, then take the two years. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I Every time they have something like that, I think of, Val's right, audio is everything. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is so true. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, little things, little things like the video quality when they're mm-hmm. streaming it. It's like, oh, we're streaming live. I'm like, yeah, but it just looks like I'm talking to my boss on a Zoom meeting. I know. That's not cool. Like, I want to yeah. escape my horrible life right now. <laughs> this is just a bad dream. Yeah, yeah, but I get it. I get they're still trying to entertain us. I get the show's uh-huh. supposed to go on, but it's Thanks. not. Thanks. I'd same. rather have like the live streaming of Broadway musicals and Prince 
concerts. <laughs> yes. Thank yeah. you. And there's Netflix. I can always find yeah. something on Netflix. So, mm. and I, I, you know, this is one of my grapes and this is off the topic of eight out season two, but kids are a part of our daily lives. I get that. But same reason mm-hmm. I go to the movies is I want to escape. So I really don't want to see Jimmy Fallon's kids anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Butting in, talking over him, that kind of stuff. It's I, not I, can, cute I can anymore. turn the TV off and go live that, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all doing it. Well, Stephen Colbert's kids are a little bit older, so they're not as annoying. But uh, Seth Meyers, his kids are busting in on set and like be costumes. I'm like, why the fuck? You were just having a serious <laughs> conversation with us. And now right. your children are running in yeah. to yeah. my experience. And I don't uh, want that. I don't like it. <laughs> that is so bitchy of me. I know. I, I own it. I own it. <laughs> I, it's I fine. Own it too. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. Anything else on this subject? Because, you know, have hey. pity on us. Come on, Bad Wolf. This, give us some photos or something. This is a plea to Bad Wolf. If you are listening, throw us a bone. Something. Yeah. Something. Something, something official. Something from official PR. Something that. Give us a is... picture of Philippe in costume, please. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that'd be so awesome. That would. You don't know how far that would take us. That would take us five months oh. into the future. Just this one Cloud picture of Philippe nine. in costume. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Not every. Not everyone out there is Team Galloglass. Just remember that. Remember team Philippe that. is out here, too. And we've got nothing. Not a thing. Like Galloglass, love Philippe. Please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think that effectively is that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not even, we're not even asking for all of Philippe. Just like Philippe in his costume. In a costume. That's right. <laughs> we can find all of Philippe other places. <laughs> <laughs> Many other <Wow>. places. <laughs> Stick with us, audience. <laughs> After this break, we're going to do last looks and things we can't let go of. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can contact us, send us your thoughts, email us at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com, leave us a voicemail at 360-519-7836, by the way, your carrier rates apply here, or leave one for free on SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slant demonsdiscuss. Now, if you can't remember any of that, go to go.demonsdiscuss.com slant contact. And all that information will be there. You can also become a discusser there, fill out the form, and bam, you're a discusser. And the link to join our Facebook group is there, too. Visit our main site, demonsdomain.com. And if you really feel like deep diving, go to visit.demonsdomain.com slant master post. And you can read interviews, geek out with weekly geeks about all souls universe. Read about the characters. Keep that geek flag flying, guys. Do you like what we do? Help us fund what we do. Go to patreon.com slant demons discuss. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at demons discuss. If you're liking what you're hearing and you want to tell the world about it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love them. We read them. It's wonderful. Also, it keeps Angela alive and we need her around, okay? Keep Angela alive! Uh, okay. Anybody have any last thoughts? <laughs> None that I can share outside of the after show. <laughs> can you edit a little? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Let's see. I'll go with my last thought then. Uh, my last thought is I'm okay 
with this pandemic thing now? I mean, what are we? <laughs> um, <laughs> month two now in lockdown for me. Um, right. It's been the it's yeah. been the stages of grief. Yeah. And uh, I'm okay. I did need to get out of the house and get in my car and um, go to Costco and fill up my tank of gas because my gas tank had not been filled since February. Was so it, I just how, said, how cheap was your gas? Because it's scary it was, cheap. It was two ten mm. for premium. Wow. And that was, but that was at Costco. It's heavily discounted. Yeah, but it, gas here was like a dollar seventy nine for premium. At, oh shit! At that's uh, Tom Thumb. So, oh shit. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I checked my car through the car wash because it was looking sad and pathetic Mm -hmm. in the garage. It had dust settled everywhere. Oh my goodness. The the cats decided to jump on it and they got busted because there were cat paw prints all across. I was like, oh, I'm, I was like feeling bad. I was like, I'm sorry, Morticia. We'll Gosh. take care of this. We'll take care of this. <laughs> so now Shame on you, OJ. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess I'm okay with it. I'm hoping this doesn't turn me into an agoraphobic. Uh, yeah, that's true. Which is okay. It's not totally out of the range because I don't want to be around people anyway. Yeah, I, don't, right. I don't know that I'm agoraphobic. It's just like, I don't want to be around people. Yeah. Right. But but now if I'm looking at people as fleas and disease machines. Yeah. No, I don't want to be a fleas and disease. Was that harsh? I don't think that was harsh. I think that's. I, I, mm. I can't. Don't think I would be help from being that way on an airplane for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, in my daily life at the park, outside, walking down the street, in the grocery store, not so much. But on an airplane, that'll be a new bridge to cross. Yeah, I'm yeah. worried about when I have to cross that bridge. So yeah, we'll see. Um, considering we were all supposed to get on a plane twice to see each other this mm-hmm. year, um, I'm okay that we're not. Yeah, <laughs> I still have to go home this year. So yeah, mm. yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Road trip it. It's a long drive. It's like a two day drive. Yeah, that's true. That's, I, I trust me. I would if it wasn't. Yeah, Angela. Anything. No, I just I was thinking about your yeah. <laughs> your uh, being okay with the pandemic. Um, I don't know. We're at a watershed moment. We've had these mutations of normal, and we're at that point where the normal has mutated. It's not never mm-hmm. going to be what it was ever. No. Yeah. Um, I think of that. No. We were never the same. I don't mean never the same. Like we were damaged afterwards, but we just were never the same after the tech bubble burst in ninety eight or two thousand. We were never the same after nine eleven. We were never the same after the financial crisis. We're not going to be the same after this. And I don't mean to be a downer, no. but you just have to adapt. Yeah, and I think get on board the, with changing the social the social yeah. contract in this in this particular instance is going to be more important than ever. Yes, any yes. of those prior agree changing episodes of change i think here it's like adherence to the social contract is going to ensure survive survival for everybody i mean mm-hmm. so wear the mask it may not be for you but it's for everybody else right and, and here's a funny and here's the thing i would say to people who are like well i know i'm not sick no you don't well and not, and not even needing to get into that that argument which some people will not listen to yeah um yeah. the argument is is you know you know you're not sick i know you're not sick but putting the mask on alleviates people who don't know you and know your social habits and everything else like well i know i'm not sick cuz i've never been out i haven't been out in 2 months and da 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 da, da. so i couldn't yeah, have been i don't know that if i barely know you yeah but that's yeah. exactly my point yeah 
by me wearing the mask out there, that alleviates a stranger from from spiraling in their mind and borrowing trouble. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. And I think a lot of the dissent we see across the United States, I can't speak for other countries, mm-hmm. but across the United States is amplified by our media outlets. Because yes. mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think the population at large is against taking care of ourselves and taking care of society in general. I just think there's a few people that are that have been fired up. They're frustrated or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing their angry faces all over the places. And, and yeah. it's like, wow, you know, and it's not going to rile me up. I, I know where my priorities are. I know my priorities are with, you know, being healthy for my family. I uh-huh. know I want them to be healthy. I want my neighbors to be healthy. I want you and Jean to be healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know? I want everybody to have peace of mind. And by the way, we're selling masks on <laughs> along with All Souls Illustrated. So if you want some fun All Souls related masks to wear and give strangers around you peace of mind, yeah. we've got some fun styles for you. Yeah. While being mad, bad and dangerous. Yes. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> and fuck the shit I'm out 2020. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And Sarah's Get witch ball. your mask yeah. here. And Sarah wish, Sarah's witch ball will be perfect for Halloween because we'll probably still be wearing them. <laughs> um, All Souls Con, we're still kind of up in the air with that right now. I don't know. By the time you hear this, maybe that'll be more of a settled thing. But for now, it is an online gathering kind of a reunion. I'm not, it's not a full blown, I think they're calling it a virtual con right now. And uh, ticket prices are still being determined. Yeah, being determined. And if that changes between now and then, Mm -hmm. I'll put like a little audio insert here and give you the truth. And our panel is still being determined because. The one that you've seen in the syllabus, we're not presenting. Yeah, we're not presenting that one. We're, we're, that is definitely a live We're deal. doing something different. Uh, we're doing something. I can't tell you the subject yet because we haven't come across it yet since we've had to reinvent. But we're, what we're going to do is do an exclusive podcast just for All Souls Con goers. It won't be on this feed. It won't be in our Patreon feed. It'll be something special just for All Souls Con goers. And maybe a year down the road, I might put it on the Patreon feed. But other than that, no. And then we are, I think so far, we're planning to do a Q&A as our live portion of that event based yes. on the episode we do. So there's that. That's what we There plan. you go. And that's our last slot for this mem- moment. <laughs> 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 that's right. All captured on audio. See, now I have to hold this to test. That's what we're doing because yeah. we already said it. We said it out loud. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. And don't obligate <laughs> us to anything else. To be That's right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. And we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.